Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. Nook Jarvis will take the draw back. Pesci will fire one that goes wide of the net. James will keep it in. Jarvis out front. Back in. Chance will score. This time, Mark Nook finishes it. And Carolina gets the hot start. They're up 1 0. Sends it across for Janssen in on Ronta. Ronta kicks out the pad. Carolina back the other way. Svechnikov with speed, with space. Takes it in on Gillies. Gillies makes the save. Rebound. They'll score. Vincent Trocek follows up. This line continues to be dangerous. And they've posted Carolina up 2 nothing. There with two blasts from the blue line. Now this puck gets away from him. Stepping around him is Boquist. Boquist goes in on net. Backhand just Ronta with the save. Oh, Auntie Ronta. Make sure there's no five-hole there, and he denies Boquist to keep this a one-goal Hurricanes lead. Uh, yes, for Brad avoids a hit from Natchez into the Kane zone. Brad around Slavin out in front. His chance, Ronta with the pad save. Auntie Ronta sharpen this one for Carolina. What a save by Auntie Ronta. As comes up, sending it into Bastion. Bastion in on Ronta. Ronta, another huge save. Hang a star on that one. Jarvis will deposit the puck in the devil zone. That's where this period will come to a close. Ten seconds left here in this game. Ty Smith with it. Sends it across. Hughes picks it up. Finds Brock. Now sent back. Shot put through. No, that hits a body. It'll deflect through. Kane's defense holds the fourth down for Auntie Ranta at the end of this one. And Carolina, cue up Brass Bonanza. A 2-1 win in the Whalers jerseys here tonight. This is the Kane's Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. All right, if you, uh, if you say so, Mike Maniscalco. I am uh, more than happy to queue up Brass Bonanza. Let's, let's let it play a little longer. So we don't have to talk about what we saw tonight. Even though the Hurricanes picked up a 2-1 win over the New Jersey Devils. Yeesh. It's not their best, right? Uh, but it was fun. It's fun to hear uh, Brass Bonanza. It's fun to see those uniforms, all that. But... Uh, Carolina needs to play better than they played tonight. We'll get to uh, get to all of it. Uh, welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Uh, Hurricanes, uh, no bueno for, for the first two periods. Uh, but it didn't matter uh, because the Hurricanes picked up a 2-1 win uh, over the Devils. Well, it does matter in the big picture. I mean, you uh, remember we're, we're about process uh, more than results for the most part. Uh, we can get we could be just about results when we get later in the season or into the playoffs. But uh, Hurricanes now have gotten away with some very, very sketchy play since those back to back games against the Bruins and the Rangers. Uh, the Hurricanes played like uh, I'll just use a Yiddish word, Drek, uh, against the Devils in New Jersey. Uh, they were similar in the win at Ottawa. Um, Vegas going back, um, you know, I, I should have done the Vegas game first because the Vegas game was after the Devils game. Uh, they were really good for two periods against Vegas, but then uh, kind of uh, butt in the third period and really not so great in overtime, but still managed to win the game because Sebastian Iowa scored a goal. Uh, and uh, Carolina was really second best for the first 40 minutes, clearly second best tonight for uh, the last, for the first 40 minutes. But, 
managed to pick up a win because they scored two goals early. They gave up a late first period goal, much like they did in New Jersey. Uh, but uh, the Devils could not solve Auntie Ranta today, and really that was the difference in the entire game. Carolina had a few players play really well, uh, but the truth is is that first, second, and third star, third star really belongs to number 32. They should take those two points and just stick them in his locker. I don't know how you would do that. Uh, just put a big number two and stick it right there in uh, Ranta's locker because the only reason why the Hurricanes won this game was because number 32 played his fins off. He was dynamite tonight. Uh, so we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior, excuse you, if it's for the exterior of your home, <laughs> you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Go check them out online for a free no obligation estimate at aluminumcompany.com. I mean, honestly, through through 40, this was, I mean, if if you did not see a scoreboard, if you were just watching the way the game was being played, you would have thought Carolina was down 3-1, 4-1, but they had a 2-1 lead. I mean, they were better. I mean, they, 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 were, they were just getting worked by the Devils, and they had not found their game yet. They were much better in the third period. Obviously, uh, that was more like Hurricanes hockey. They didn't score any goals, but they probably should have scored at least one, maybe two. Uh, I think Brett Pesci whiffed on a chance that ultimately still almost went in, but P.K. Subban swept it off the line. Uh, they had a couple of other chances, either get deflected on the way in uh, wide of it or miss the target. They had a bunch of chances to score in the third period. Uh, Gillies made some nice saves, made a save on Nino. I think that was in the third period. It was more Nino whiffing on the shot, not getting good uh, graphite, not getting good carbon fiber on it more than anything else, but... Um, you know, he was good tonight. The devil's goalie was good tonight, but really Carolina was very imprecise, uh, in a lot of ways, passing into skates, passing to the wrong side of a player. It was just, uh, they were not sharp offensively. They had a hard time, uh, putting the, uh, the finishing touches. And I'm not even talking about the score. I'm talking about the setup for the good chance. Uh, they had chances, but, um, the setup for the good chance where you got a good shot off, that was not really there tonight. Uh, it's really the second time that's happened. Uh, you know, recently, I think it happened the uh, the first game. Well, I guess it sort of happened a little bit against uh, against Ottawa throughout the course of the game. They were not obviously the better team there. Uh, Freddie Anderson gave them an op, just gave them a chance. Uh, Nino Niederreiter got him even, and then Andre won it in the shootout, but. Uh, Carolina just hasn't played really all that well their last several games. The, again, I know people like to say you play down to your competition. It's a little bit insulting to the competition. Uh, let's let's be honest. I mean, if you watch the game tonight, you saw the Devils. The Devils have have some talent, and if you don't make them play from behind their net, the Devils have some speed and some skill. And I mean, they put a lot of pressure on Carolina. So that wasn't Carolina necessarily playing down to their level. I mean, if that were the case, then they would have played, then they, it would have been an equally bad game. The Devils were good, really good. And the Devils have, they just need a little bit of time and experience. And I actually think the Devils can be a, a, a headache for a lot of teams in the second half of the year. And obviously, they don't win a lot of games. Their goaltending has been suspect. Uh, but, you know, when Dougie Hamilton comes back there, I think they're going to be a different team. Uh, although they certainly weren't bad on the blue line tonight. Um, you know, Ty Smith's a good player. They've got some pieces, man. Uh, I don't think the Devils are, I mean, again, they're not a great team, but they they can impact the game. They have guys who can change the game on you. Uh, and Jack Hughes, any team would want Jack Hughes. You know, Jesper Brat is having a great year. I mean, you heard the save that uh, Ronta had to make on him. Brat went right around Jacob Slavin. I mean, right around Slavin. I don't know if you caught Jacob by surprise, or but Brat, Brat, uh, Brat's fast. I mean, it's a 
that team is not as bad as the record might indicate. And I understand, like, whoa, the Hurricanes, you lose to the Blue Jackets, you lose to the Devils, you lose to Ottawa. Like, yeah, it happens, man. These, these teams are pros, too. You know, the only, I've said this before. The only team the Hurricanes played in this entire season that Carolina was, I mean, they had no chance of beating the Canes. And this has nothing to do with the way the Canes played was Montreal in the, uh, was it the first game back after the holiday break before New Year? Yeah, I think it was the Montreal game uh, it, uh, at PNC Arena when they barely dressed an NHL roster. They didn't even dress an NHL. They really dressed an AHL roster. That team had no chance because Carolina wasn't good. And they wanted 4 nothing. But that was a stretch of games where Carolina wasn't playing very well and getting away with it. Uh, and for the most part, Carolina not playing very well right now, but getting away with it. They got two points out of this one, two points out of the game in Ottawa, two points out of the game against Vegas. So they've won three straight without really playing all that well. And if you can do that, if you can get points out of your messes, I mean, you take those two points and run. Goaltenders won both of these last two games. Alec Campbell's going to join us in just a few minutes uh, and we'll uh, get his thoughts on the game tonight. You know, they were, uh, again, for 40 minutes, Devils were clearly the better team. Uh, I give Carolina the silver medal for finishing second in the first two periods. But again, they led 2-1. Uh, there were some puck management issues. Uh, they allowed a bunch of chances. Uh, how, about, uh, how about these two sequences? Uh, one save and then... Maybe the critical sequence of the game, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but here's New Jersey uh, getting, I mean, golden chance. And Ronta saying no. Now picked up along the sides by Heischer. Working way out front. Shot right on Ronta with a big save. Puck still loose into the corner. As Ronta out in front is Bastion and Zaka were knocking on the door. That top line was really good for the Devils. Really, really really was. I mean, Jack Hughes centering Zaka and uh, Bastion. Remember, Bastion had two goals in the game in New Jersey. Uh, he had the, and, and they were both in the first period. There was the puck that was batted out of the air for a goal and then a uh, another great chance in front. Uh, and Bastion uh, nearly evened the game in the second period. Uh, Jordan Martinook back in the lineup tonight. Tavo Teravainen couldn't answer the bell. He's got that lower body injury that he suffered in the Rangers game and the collision with Barkley Goodrow. Uh, he has played a couple of games, but ultimately uh, he didn't skate this morning, didn't even take the warm-up. Um, if I had to guess right now, I'd say he will not play against San Jose uh, tomorrow afternoon at 5 o'clock start. Um, thank you very much, NHL, for making that a 5 o'clock game. I mean, did any did not, nobody look at the schedule? It's NFL Conference Championship weekend. I mean, what are you people doing? Uh, so 5 o'clock tomorrow, um, my guess is we will not see Tavo Teravainen. So Jordan Martinook will stay in the lineup. Don't know if Jordan's going to play with Ajo and Seth Jarvis as he did in the first two periods. I thought Martinook was good tonight. Uh, I thought Jarvis was good tonight. I didn't think Ajo was very good tonight. There were a bunch of opportunities for Ajo to finish plays, and he couldn't do it. Uh, one, Jacob Slavin had a great backdoor pass. I think it was in the third period. And I was at the side of the goal and just missed uh, what should have been an easy uh, tap-in. Um, there were a lot of those tonight. I mean, Carolina could have scored two or three goals in the third period if they could have just finished plays. You know, Niederreiter had a great chance. Uh, at, at first blush, it looked like uh, Gillies made a great save, uh, but Nino basically didn't get anything on it. Um, and, it, of course, we had the Pesci uh, opportunity uh, that didn't go late, just kind of went right through Gillies, and it kind of trickled. It looked like it, I think it was going to go across the line, uh, but Subban kept it out with a nice play. Uh, actually, his game looks like it's uh, kind of halfway decent of late. I mean, he went through so many years where he was just trash uh, injury and just poor play, but he looks like he's playing a lot better. Uh, could have something to do with trade deadline, uh, and maybe he gets moved. Um, look, uh, Subban can help a lot of teams if he's playing well. Who knows, maybe being in a uh, kind of I don't know, a playoff race 
might be good for his game, especially if he's going to somebody that doesn't necessarily need him to be anything other than a depth defenseman. If he doesn't have to play 23 minutes a night, if he can play 15 minutes a night. Speaking of that, Ethan Bear played just over 11 minutes. Uh, two games back in, uh, he was unoffensive, I thought, in Ottawa. Uh, I personally didn't think he was very good uh, tonight at, for uh, for the Hurricanes. And I think, that, you know, I talk about the trade deadline and what Carolina needs, and I keep talking about a top-four defenseman. It isn't that so much they need a top-four defenseman. They need somebody who can also skate. Because right now, the Bear-Cole third pair, it, to me, is a liability. And even Cole-Smith as a third pair is a liability. Um, and just think about it. On the road, in the playoffs, overtime, and Bear and Cole go out, or Bear or Smith and Cole go out, and oh my gosh, Cole and Bear are on the lineup? Oh, here comes Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak, or whoever they're playing up top with Bergeron and Marshawn. So as soon as you see that third pair on the road, boom, here comes the other team's best. And right now that pair is just slow. You can hide, you can hide anybody playing with Slavin or Shea or Pesci. But you can't hide them when they're playing together. And Ethan Bear, uh, for two games back, this one more so than last one, uh, has shown to be a liability. And in fact, uh, on uh, the first play, the first great save Ronta had to make in the second period, this one, it was a misplay by Bear that got it started. Bear with two blasts from the blue line. Now this puck gets away from him. Stepping around him is Boquist. Boquist goes in on net. Backhand just Ronta with the save. Oh, Auntie Ronta. Make sure there's no five hole there, and he denies Boquist to keep this a one-goal Hurricanes lead. The puck actually did kind of trickle through Ronta, but he squeezed it back with his legs. Uh, really good save. And it wasn't the, the misplays. That's going to happen. It looked like, looked like it was a bouncing puck. But the problem with the misplay is that Bear couldn't recover. He had no chance. It was like in quicksand. So they just need they need something else. Other Otherwise, what's ultimately going to happen is um, I think Rod will actually flip Bear and D'Angelo because D'Angelo is a better skater and move D'Angelo down to a third pair just to lengthen out the lineup. But frankly, um, if you want to win a Stanley Cup, you probably need another defenseman who can play 20-some-odd minutes a night. I mean, you probably do. You, we, we know how Rod gets. And when we get to the third period and overtimes in the postseason, Rod's going to really, really struggle at five-on-five five to find ice time for Bear, Smith, and at times even Cole. Cole only played about 15 minutes tonight. But again, that's the number he should play. You know, he plays a lot of uh, PK time, although Carolina didn't have to kill too many power, uh, power plays tonight. I think it was two. Um, but uh, they need more. They need uh, more on the blue line on Ethan Bear. Uh, you'd, you'd love to see him play the way he played before he got covid and who knows if we're kind of romanticizing that right now because I don't think there was ever a time where he was great. Um, but they need more out of that. Other than that, you can call Jalen Chatfield up and uh, Chatfield at least won't get skated. And right now, Ethan Bear is getting skated. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions. I missed the intermissions. Uh, Hurricanes Radio Network is joining us here on the Morning after podcast, how would you term tonight? I would term tonight. Uh, I mean, I guess I I said they escaped <laughs> with mm-hmm. a win. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I I thought that it was. I mean, I don't want to use the term lucky because, I mean, games just they they pan out differently. You know, sometimes you need your goaltender to get you. To, to to keep you afloat until you get to your game. And that's, I think, what happened tonight. The first couple of periods obviously weren't great. The second period was the worst period of the game. Auntie Ron's had to come up with at least three tremendous saves in a period. And then you get to the third where the Hurricanes were pretty dominant, although mm-hmm. they didn't score. So, I mean, you win in a lot of different ways. They were not the better team for two-thirds of the game tonight. 
but they end up with a W. And I actually think that it, I mean, we, we obviously haven't gotten to the last game of this stretch, which is obviously tomorrow, but it's, it's another in what has been sort of a subpar week mm-hmm. for Carolina in the sense that, you know, a week ago today, you have the listless performance against New Jersey on the road. Uh, against Vegas, you give up two, a two-goal lead in the third period and have to win in overtime. Against uh, whoever it was, the two nights, Ottawa, two nights ago, mm-hmm. you have to you rely on a late-period goal to get it to overtime and win in a shootout. And then tonight's game. So it's, it's sort of been a less-than-pleasing week, I guess, <laughs> despite the fact that you've come away with three wins. But maybe that's the positive is that when the season ebbs, you've still been able to come come away with victories. And so it's, it's sort of just another in the line of games that have been kind of not up to standard. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I saw the same game you did. Um, Carolina wasn't better in the first period, but I don't think Carolina was awful in the first period. Uh, and they scored those two early goals, and you're thinking, man, I, I think I just watched this. Uh, and then when suddenly it's 2-1, you go, yep, I did watch this. I watched this in New Jersey yeah. a week ago tonight. Uh, but the uh, And the second period could have been that way were it not for Ranta. I mean, the last time we, you know, a week ago there was Jack LaFontaine in net, and we all thought Ronto yeah. should have played. It was LaFontaine. It wasn't, none of it was his fault. I, I, I keep, can't stress that enough. I mean, um, sure. And, and this goes to the, the point we like to make is that you're allowed to make a save. Like nobody would have complained had Ronta not made those saves, right? You know, the yeah, well. Bo- Boquist, I mean, you're an NHL goalie. You're going to get, you should probably get one of them. Um, and he got all yeah. three of them. I mean, those are point-blank opportunities. So, you know, yeah. if, if you give up any of those goals, nobody's going to go, man, that's a bad goal. <laughs> I mean, if the guy's right on top of you, um, you know, you're not, yeah. you're not expected to get all of them. And he got all of them. He got Boquist well, I, first. I think, what? Go ahead. No, I, just, I think you should qualify that with any, any rational person. <laughs> okay, right. Because I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, people would have issues with it. Okay. Well, I, I, I agree with, uh, I agree with that. Um, but he makes Ronta makes three just absolute. I mean, yeah. bonkers saves <laughs> on, uh, on breakaways. Yeah. The, the first one, uh, Ethan bear after a couple of shots on goal, misplays a puck and it's not the misplay, uh, so much as that he has no chance to catch Boquist and Ronta has to make a really good save uh, going from left to right. I mean, I think he sort of got it through the five hole, but Ronta squeezed it with his legs uh, and stopped the uh, opportunity. Then Jesper brought just skated around yep. Jacob Slavin, which was a surprise probably to Slavin too. Yeah. Um, but Ronta makes a great toe save there. Uh, and then I don't. Do you have any idea what Jarvis and D'Angelo were doing at the blue line, looking at the puck on the uh, toward the end of the power I, I, toward the end of the period? Yeah, I don't know. There was some kind of miscommunication or mis <laughs> some kind of mix up there. I mean, so, yeah, I don't know. And then but, uh, and Bastion, who is so good in the game in New Jersey, I mean, he had a great opportunity around to turn that aside. I mean, it's a different game. Um, because your goalie is allowed to make a save. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, those were three tremendous saves for Ranta. And, I mean, listen, the guy hasn't played since January 1st. So, even even bigger accomplishment that he was able to come up with them. And, again, I mean, sometimes you just have to have your goaltender get you enough time until you can find your game a little bit. And I think that's that's kind of what happened with him tonight. Yeah, it it is kind of amazing. He hasn't, he hasn't played since uh, the New Year's Day game in Columbus, <laughs> which of yeah. course was a weird game, uh, and it didn't even play well because he got pulled in that game. Right. 
He got pulled at, was it after one? After the first period, yeah. right? He got uh, yeah. he got yanked. Wasn't his fault. Again, we talk about it. I mean, that was Carolina being horrible in the first period. Mm-hmm. Really, for mo- uh, much of the second period, too, he wasn't very good. Um, but Carolina went bananas and uh, ended up winning the game. Um, but, yeah, he was, you know, before the season started, there were a lot of people who said that he just can't stay healthy, but... When he's healthy, he might be the better goalie. If he was able to, if, if he ever put a healthy season together. Now, so he's had injury issues. He had an upper body issue not that long ago. Plus, he had COVID. Um, so it's been some fits and yeah. starts. But, man, he was really good. He was really good today. I have no chance, I mean, without him. I mean, it could have been, uh, probably should have yeah, been. Yeah, no, the game's over. Yeah, the game's over if he doesn't play as well as he played tonight. No doubt about it. I mean, the hurricane just... They were outshot, outchanced, fairly, fairly healthily through the first couple of periods. What did you think the problem was with Carolina? I mean, I've, other than not having the puck enough, there just wasn't much cohesion in terms of the defensive effort, the passing, and the puck handling, and sort of the decision making. I think at times was just poor. And guys were getting skated tonight. There was a lot of like out of position type stuff. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was it was a lot about that. But I mean, they really just didn't have a whole lot going for them on both ends for the first couple of periods. I actually thought they started out pretty good. I mean, I liked what I saw from the top line, especially and Jarvis and Martinook mm-hmm. and Aho. I think were were buzzing early. I mean, Jarvis had two great forechecking situations that led to Martin of chances, one of which ended up going in. Right. So I thought they were good early, but they just weren't very sharp. I don't think on, on either end of the ice. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to chalk that up to other than they just didn't handle it, handle the puck very well. They didn't, you know, I mean, it, it's like, it's, it's kind of like my complaints you know, with the U S soccer team, like, <laughs> you know, as soon as you start, as soon as you, if, if you, as soon as you don't, you know, control the puck at your stick and it's, it's not on your tape passes are wayward. It's bouncing off in different directions. You know, you just, it's hard to get any kind of rhythm going and you give defenders way too many opportunities to stop you in those situations. And I think that's just kind of what it was. What'd you think of, uh, I mean, you, you already mentioned how good, like, I, I think the best part of the, of the top line tonight were, were the two wingers. I thought Martin Nook and Jarvis were the best part of that line. Uh, I thought Sebastian kind of fought it a little bit. He had some opportunities that didn't go, including the pass from the shot pass from Slavin right to Ajo's feet. And he looked, he looked to the sky after he missed it, because it went right past the stick into the corner, but that could that should have easily been a goal. But what'd you think of uh, of Martinuk drawing back in? No, I mean I I liked it. I'm glad he's back. Uh, I'm glad they went. I, I mean I I felt like he needed to get in the game today. Um, I mean I know you've got just the one more game tomorrow, and then you're off all of a sudden for a week again. But I think it was probably good for him to get some game action. And I thought it was good. Like I said, especially early in the game, I liked he and Jarvis. I mean, I gave both of them stars at the end of the, the end of the day. I gave Jarvis a third star, Martin Hook the first star, because ultimately those goals, I mean, all goals matter, right? But the fact right. that the Canes didn't score any for the last two periods and, you know, weren't the better team in the first and the second were extremely impactful. So, I liked both their games. I mean, obviously, of the situation, I mean, both of them had a giveaway tonight. Jarvis had the situation at the end of the second, but that puck gets saved. And um, so, you know, I liked I liked both their games. I'm glad that Stepan. I was I was kind of worried that Stepan was going to get taken out if Teravine played. But it was going to be Teravine <laughs> and Martinook, and Stepan would get the boot off a three game right. point streak. <laughs> But, you know, because, like, there's a part of me that just, like, there's a part of me that, that in an idealistic, you know, merit-based uh, world, that that's unfair. Yeah. 
you know, here's here's a guy who's doing what he's supposed to do. He's he's been he's done what he's been asked to do and more, in my opinion. And no through no fault of his own with Bartnook, he's been out. Yeah. And I mean it's not like he's been scoring a bunch of goals. He scored one in the very first game of the year. And so, you know, on one hand, I was glad to see him come back. But on another hand, I didn't want to see Stepan come out of the lineup. And so I guess I got the best of both worlds in a way, although it came at the expense of Tavo Teravainen. And my, my opinion on that is probably you should just leave Teravainen out tomorrow, mm-hmm. let him take tomorrow and the rest of the break, and hope he gets healthy through the break and just start fresh once you get back. Yeah, I mean, it's something that, t- I mean, Tavo played a couple of games. Uh, in the middle of this, so uh, he didn't play the game in New Jersey, but he played against Vegas and Ottawa, right? He played mm-hmm. he played the game against Vegas uh, on the Tuesday, and he played Ottawa on Thursday, and today's the game he didn't uh, didn't draw back in. Um, and yeah, I think they'll leave him out tomorrow as well, and let him get you know a full seven days or however many days until they can practice again. Uh, and then we will see Tavo Teravainen back in the lineup. And I mean, for the most part, Carolina is a pretty healthy outfit and yeah. uh, they have, they have every chance. Uh, by the way, it was encouraging. I think uh, Brett Pesci played one of his better games in a long time, even though he whiffed uh, on the play that ultimately ended up with PK Subban sweeping it off the goal line. Uh, he just, he got nothing mm-hmm. on that. It just seemed to s- still trickle through because he had the whole net. Um, but I thought Pesci and Shea together tonight were very, very good. Um, but look, if when when they're at full strength, uh, you and I are both team Derek Stepan, um, but mm-hmm. I get why he's the guy out. I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for a guy who can come in and out and yeah. produce when he comes back in. I mean, I think that's that's very valuable. So on one hand, I do understand because you can rely on him when he's out for a game or two or three or whatever it is to come in and be good. But on another hand, it's like, you know, give the guy the reward. By the way, could you make an argument that Brady Shea has been better than Brett Pesci? Yeah. No, I think you can make that argument. I, I think I think I, it was funny. I was going to uh, kind of go through some back channels and ask some sources if Brett was a hundred percent healthy because mm-hmm. he has not looked like Brett Pesci for about a month. Um, and I thought Brady Shea was outstanding tonight. Uh, but I, but I, I was encouraged cause I thought Pesci was also very, very good. Um, so that's good. And he, he led them in ice time, uh, on the back end. Um, they really relied on those top four. Um, D'Angelo played over 22 minutes. Shea actually played the least, of the uh, of those four tonight, Shea only played well. Only he played twenty one and a half minutes, but um, yeah, I, I think you could make the argument that Shea has been better, um, and he could become more noticeable too. When you've got six goals uh, and what five of them mm-hmm. in the last what, how what, three weeks, four weeks? I mean, Shea's been mm-hmm. a goal scoring machine uh, of late, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you, your question is not does not catch me off guard because uh, he has been really, really good. Uh, and it makes me happy that he still has one more year left on his contract next year. And they don't have to deal with uh, whatever, an, another, I mean, we could have a completely different conversation and a long one about what do the Hurricanes do in this off season, thinking about the future? Because, I think we both agree that the the Stanley Cup winning window is probably this year and the next two. Uh, This year and the next two takes us to the end of Ajo and Slavin. No, I think think Slavin has one more year after that. Uh, But it takes us to the end of Ajo and Taravainen's contract. And, And Pesci's contract too, I believe. Two more after this. Um, so to me, it's a, it's this year and two more. That's the that's the window, um, and you've got to deal with what do you do after the season with D'Angelo? What do you do with? I mean, Kokaniemi needs a deal. 
Um, do you just let Trocheck and Niederreiter both walk? Natchez is a restricted free agent after this year. I mean, they have a lot of questions to answer about what this team is going to look like next year and three years from now. And if you think that, well, there's Jacob Slavin will never play for another team. Sebastian Ajo will never play for another team. Tevo Teravina will never play for another team. You're going to have to address those things probably sooner than two years from now. So they got a bunch of things going on. <laughs> I mean, I, seriously. Let, let, let me ask you this question. Uh, it's the only thing I'll, I'll ask you about that particular topic. Next year, who would you rather have as your second center? Trocek or Kokaniemi? Um, and, and factor in the age. Factor in the age, too. Because yeah. either way, they're both going to get, let's just say, four-year deals. Trocek will be, what, 28 next year? I mean, I guess I'd rather have Kokaniemi, but I like Trocek a lot. But there's, there's just... I mean, youth and upside and all of that stuff, I think, is probably favors Kokaniemi. I mean, it, he's 21, and Trocek, I believe, is 20, will be 28 or is 28. So Yeah, and he's, and he's had injuries, and, you know, he's, he's a very good player. He's 28. Trocek is 28 now. He's a very good player, but I don't know that he's an elite player. And I think KK has ability to be an elite player or potential. Right. So, you know, in, uh, two years from now, Jordan stalls off the books. All right. I, I promise I wouldn't get into that conversation because it's, it, it's, it's a long one. The, and the mm. more you think about it, the more threads you pull, the more things you unravel. Uh, and they have, Serious. I mean, it's good. It's good to know that Seth Jarvis is going to be under a million dollars for two more years. <laughs> it's just. It's good to know that, uh, and it's also good to know that Andrei Svechnikov looks like seven point seven five is going to end up being an absolute bargain. So, that's three years from now. The league's going to curse the fact that the Hurricanes have him for that. I'm I'm a hundred percent convinced of that because I thought after maybe the first handful of shifts, I thought Andre was great. I really did. I thought Andre, I thought Andre impacted the game a ton after the first couple of shifts of the game. For his first couple of shifts of the game. I thought he was tremendous. Um, gosh, he was so strong. Uh, he drew two penalties on drives to the net uh, and scored a goal on one and didn't get a great shot off on the other, but ended up with a scoring chance. Um, even though he was, uh, I guess he was hooked or slashed or whatever that was. Um, but I don't know. Um, trying to think, uh, what else? Give me, give me your three stars. That's, that's the portion of the portion of this podcast where we are right now, Alec, give me your three stars. So I, like I said, I had Jarvis number three, just because of the goals that he, or the goal that he set up, the two mm -hmm. chances he set up for Martin Hook in the first period. Martin Oak, number two, and I had Ranta, obviously, as the first star. You're kidding. You had Auntie Ranta as the first star? I did. I was very close to the in-house stars. I did not. I made Jacob my reliable player of the game. Oh, very nice. Um, other than the – Jacob had one giveaway that was, was kind of an eye-opener, and I think it was in the third period, uh, and the uh, the – the play with Jesper Brat, uh, but he killed a penalty by himself uh, <laughs> with a stick play and a shot block. Um, and I thought, for the most part, Slavin was just awesome tonight. I actually made Jacob my second star. Uh, I made Andre Svechnikov my third star because I thought Andre was really good tonight uh, after the first period, but after the first part of the first period. Um, but you know, th there were some guys that stood out. I thought, I, I agree. I almost made Martin Oak one and I liked Jarvis's game tonight a lot. I really did. I liked both of their games. Um, I liked Jesper Faust again, but I think I could say that every night. Uh, and I liked Pesci. Um, 
you know, I thought, again, I thought he and Shea were really, really good. Power play's struggling, though. I think the power play is, uh, they had that all night long. Also, I don't like the power play if Natchez and Svechnikov are going to be on their natural sides because there's no shot. Where's the one-timer? You can't get a one-timer there. You got to, they need both, they need those guys on their offside. If, if you're going to pass the puck to the left and Svechnikov's a left shot, there's no shot. Mm-hmm. There's there's no shot possibility. Yeah, and they had him and yeah. Natchez on on. To me, they were on the wrong side. I didn't understand it. Um. So there's no chance. You have no you have no scoring chance there. Um. And the power plays were uh, were not good. And then they almost gave one up. I think the uh, the the power play we saw was it in the third period. Uh, was I thought decent, and I, that's as far as I'll go. Because again, it didn't get great scoring chances. They possessed the puck, but they didn't really do much. Second power play was definitely the better one. Yeah, the one in the third period. Right. Yeah. Well, the first power play was the best one because Andre scored uh, on the delayed penalty. So that was the best one. You need a eucalyptus bath with some Epsom salts. Go get it. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, Alec Campbell, thank you very much. Let's get to uh, let's get to the goals real quick. Uh, because I thought uh, that the goals uh, were fun. Seth Jarvis makes great play. Actually, just before before we play the goal, I think it was pretty interesting uh, that Jarvis created the first opportunity that didn't go was a Jarvis play behind the net that gets the puck to Ajo, quick pass to Martinook, and he didn't get a ton on it. He just kind of uh, one-timed it at the goal, didn't get a ton on it, but it doesn't go. Uh, and then I uh, believe it was the next faceoff where... Uh, I think even Jarvis took it, and then he won a battle and got it to Martinook for a spinorama. Nook Jarvis will take the draw back. Pesci will fire one that goes wide of the net. James will keep it in. Jarvis out front. Back in. Just a score! This time, Martinook finishes it. And Carolina gets the hot start. They're up 1-0. Yep, they, uh, they, were, they were definitely up 1-0, and that's very cool. Because uh, the Hurricanes needed to go up 2-0 if they were going to win this game. And they did ultimately go up 2-0. And here's the cool part. This this could have gone the other way. Uh, because Auntie Ranta was needed first. Picked up by Tatar. Sends it across for Janssen. And on Ranta. And Ranta kicks out the pad. Carolina back the other way. Svechnikov with speed, with space. Takes it in on Gillies. Gillies makes the save. Rebound. They'll score! Vincent Trocek follows up. This line continues to be dangerous. And they've posted Carolina up 2-0. It was not Trocek. It was uh, Andre who followed up his own miss. We call that the Moses Malone goal. Uh, he, he First of all, he drew the penalty. And uh, power move. Shot was saved. Shoveled it in. 2-0 Carolina. They did give up a goal late in the first uh, Jesper Boakvist with his first of the year. Boakvist was part of a trio of killer bees in the second period that nearly made life miserable for Carolina. Uh, but Auntie Ranta was there for all three. There with two blasts from the blue line. Now this puck gets away from him. Stepping around him is Boquist. Boquist goes in on net backhand. Just Ranta with the save. Oh, Auntie Ranta. Make sure there's no five hole there. And he denies Boquist to keep this a one goal Hurricanes lead. Uh, yes, for Brad avoids a hit from Natchez into the Kane zone. Brad around Slavin out in front. His chance. Ranta with the pad save. Auntie Ranta sharpened this one for Carolina. What a save by Auntie Ranta. Chances. Kokanen comes up. Sending it into Bastion. Bastion in on Ranta. Ranta, another huge save. Hang a star on that one. Jarvis will deposit the puck in the devil zone. That's where this period will come to a close. Woo. That was on the power play for Carolina, too. So that would have been a shorthanded goal. Uh, and that's D'Angelo and, and Jarvis just kind of looking at each other while, while the puck was at their feet going the other way. And you knew nobody was back. Quokinant gets it uh, to Bastion and great save. Uh, got the pad to it. Between the pad uh, and the glove, Ronta had that side covered. Uh, but Carolina, very lucky. The first one, uh, Ethan Bear misplays the puck. 
He doesn't have enough speed to get back and recover. Boquist almost gets his second of the game. He goes left to right. He tries to go five hole. The puck did get through, but uh, Ronta has uh, Ronta had the presence of mind to squeeze the legs together. Uh, so that was cool. That keeps that uh, goal out. Jesper Brat skates around. Jacob Slavin slides slides in front of the net. Uh, tries to go to the far post, but Ronta gets all the way over and gets the uh, the skate to it. Uh, just near the post. Even even if he doesn't get it, I'm not sure. Brad can put it in, but it was a really, really good save. Uh, and then shorthanded, here comes Bastion all alone. Uh, tons of speed, and Ronta was up to it. That's the game right there. The Hurricanes were terrible in the second period. They were not as good as New Jersey in the first period. Terrible in the second. Get away with it because your goaltender made the saves. And again, I don't mean to say that um, like this game, and there was a there were a ton of similarities between this game and the game last Saturday against the Devils. A ton. The difference, I mean, other than uh, I thought Carolina competed better in this game and played better defense, which is, I guess may be the same, uh, is Ronta bailed him out, and Lafontaine. Couldn't bail them out. You know, again, nobody would have faulted Ronta if any of those goals had gone in. Nobody. I mean, the chances were that good. But Auntie Ronta was dynamite. Um, so, good for uh, good for him. Uh, so, the uh, the Hurricanes pick up a win. They are now 39-2 and two on the season, 62 points. 756 point percentage, second best in the NHL. Behind Colorado. I don't know if Colorado is ever going to lose again. I mean, they're just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Florida uh, rallied from two goals down in the third period. They were down 4-2 to San Jose at home. Not in San Jose, at home in Sunrise. Uh, Florida wins it on the Sam Bennett goal. uh, 5-4 in overtime. Toronto beat Detroit 7-4. Vegas was a shootout winner in Tampa. So here's how the standings look in the Metropolitan Division. Carolina's 39 and 2, 62 points, first place. Pittsburgh has 61 points. Uh, Carolina's got three games in hand and a one point lead. The Rangers are two back. Carolina's got four games in hand on the Rangers. Washington is five back. Carolina's got four games in hand on them. Florida's got 67 points. That's five points more than Carolina. But Carolina's got four games in hand on the Panthers. Tampa has 64 points. Again, two more than Carolina. But Carolina's got four games in hand on the Lightning. Toronto's got 57 points. Carolina's got a five-point cushion. Toronto has one game in hand on Carolina. Uh, Bruins have played the same amount of games as the Hurricanes, but they trail Carolina by nine points. Not that it matters on the other side of the division, uh, but just kind of giving you a, a sense of where the entire East is at. Um, the Islanders actually have a chance to catch Washington for the last playoff spot. I believe they have a chance. They're now at NHL 500, so they have fought all the way back to that. And it'll all depend. We got half a year left. If the Islanders look like the team that people thought they would be at the beginning of the season, the Islanders could be able to catch Washington, maybe Boston although I'm not entirely sure. I think the problem with that is that the uh, Washington has has played significantly more games than the Islanders. I think the Islanders have even played fewer games than the, than the Hurricanes have. Anyway, this, so that's how the East looks. Carolina will play the San Jose Sharks tomorrow. Remember, I, I kind of joked about it in the preview. This is sort of a revenge tour uh, sequence for the Hurricanes. You played Ottawa on Thursday, a team that you lost to in Raleigh earlier in the year. I think it was in uh, November, late November. Uh, so you had that. Carolina avenged that, even though they didn't play very well. They still got two points. The Devils, we all know what happened a week ago. And San Jose, San Jose scored a late goal and then won in overtime as Carolina uh, lost, even though they got a point. Uh, their first game on that West Coast trip. Remember, they went from Vegas to, I think it was Anaheim to L.A. to San Jose to Seattle, lost in overtime in San Jose, and then lost the game 
to the Kraken up in Seattle. So uh, this will be this is a big uh, a big game coming up tomorrow to finish the first half, technically the first half of the year, uh, on a good note. Um, but Carolina is going to have to play better than they played against the Devils. Uh, I still think San Jose is not bad. San Jose is over 500. They're not in a playoff spot in the West. Um, but yeah, San Jose is a good team, and they got a bunch of good players. And I'm sick and tired of hearing that Carolina plays down to the level of their opposition uh, because everybody's got pros, man. Anybody can beat you, and it's not coach speak. The Devils have speed and skill, and if you don't make them play your game, you have every chance to get beat, every chance to get beat, and you're not going to play your best every night. In Carolina, the last two games against two teams that they should handle did not get, did not have their best, still managed to get two points out of both. And that is, in many ways, remarkable. So uh, we got to get out of here. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. There's no place like it. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Yeah, there it is. All right, so we'll close out here. If you can follow the Canes Corner podcast wherever you get your podcast, you give us a rating and a review. You can hum along to Brass Bonanza as the Hurricanes now go 4-0-2 on Whalers Night. It's a nice little, uh, it's sort of as important as what your record is in the alternate jerseys, right? 4-0-2 on Whalers Night. Who's going to argue? They should wear the Whalers uniforms then all the time, right? Okay. Canes 2, Devils 1, Martinuk and Svechnikov, the goal scorers. And uh, by the way, shouts to Dougie Hamilton. He couldn't play tonight, but I know they did a video for him at the arena. And he was part of three Hurricanes teams that made the playoffs, won a division, had the best record in the East, all of that. And it's worth noting it's worth noting that Dougie was a big part of what they did. And he took that and he got $9 million a year from the Devils. And I salute him for that. Absolutely salute him for that. So good for him. Sorry he couldn't play. but And he's on the trip, so he's going to get in the lineup pretty soon. But we'll see Dougie again. Canes and the uh, Devils still play two more times. So we'll get a chance to watch Dougie Hamilton play, hopefully, uh, next time the Devils come to town. All right, I'm Adam. I'll see you tomorrow on the Canes Corner Podcast. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you unhappy with your CPAP provider? Did you know you can easily switch providers right now? I'm Megan Giggling, General Manager of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. We are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Contact us today. We ship anywhere in North Carolina. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.